Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on July 13th, 2020. Today we are defending our movie honor. Our movie, Law Abiding Citizen. It's going up against Prisoners. As recommended by Riley, she wanted us to watch Prisoners, do a patent pending movie scale on it, and uh, see if it stands up to Law Abiding Citizen, Tyler. I mean, we'll discuss it, but you know we love us some, some Law Abiding Citizen. Yes, uh, Prisoners is an older movie, so if you haven't seen it by now, you could uh, pause the podcast. It is available, I believe, on Hulu, HBO. HBO? I don't know how we know watched it. it. I know definitely HBO. Uh, it's $2 on YouTube, I think that is. Anyways, you could pause the podcast now, go watch it. It's a thriller crime. It's two and a half hours, a little lengthy, but uh, you can watch it. Or if you've already seen it, just carry on. We're going to review it. Let's get into the show. I don't feel so good. Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. So before we dive into anything, uh, you might have noticed in the intro that Tyler's audio does not sound as good. Um, If you listen to the sports podcast that we released on Friday, you will know Tyler has coronavirus. Negative. I still don't have coronavirus. <laughs> uh, no. Tyler's doggy is sick, so he is at his house taking care of him. So we were doing this over over the internet. So far away. 
<laughs> the first ever it's within first the lines, not in person. But it's all right. It's going good. I got my gaming headset on, so hopefully I don't sound terrible. That's all right. Um, sound okay. Jason. Yes. Was it this past week? The week, the week before. I don't know. Whenever we released the Hamilton thing, we watched Hamilton. Yes, we did. I've been consumed by Hamilton. <laughs> really? I've now watched it twice, listened to it all the way through once, and listened to other bits and pieces here and there. Why? Why? It's so good. <laughs> and I'm coming to the realization that I like Hamilton, which was really good. Mm-hmm. I love La La Land, which we were talking about before the pod. Musical movie, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, the Greatest Showman, pretty good. Like the music. I hate that first song on The Greatest Showman. It's not the best one, but it's one, still, I enjoy it. One time Logan and uh, Chloe came over and they were obsessed and they played that song like 50 times in a row. So ever since then, it's just soured on me. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, a Star is Born, which isn't necessarily musical, but it has a lot of music. <laughs> okay. I think I just like How movies How do you feel about music, uh, Bohemian but... Rhapsody? Eh, that one's all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not as big of a fan as that. I, I think I do like musicals. Yeah, man. I think in my brain... I've just convinced myself I don't, but I think I actually do. Well, because musicals aren't viewed as a manly thing. So you probably, you know, your brain was like, hey, I'm not manly if I like musicals. Musicals are great, man. I've seen four of them in person. I'm in touch with my masculinity. I'm fine with <laughs> admitting I like some musicals. Once uh, COVID ends, we should go see, because me and Rye, the next one we want to see is a Book of Mormon. So maybe us four I, can I, go see Book of Mormon together. That's the manliest musical there is. Because I believe it was supposed to be in the Pantages this year before everything happened. Really? So I think so. So that's something. Because uh, I've been on a musical kick. They're even better in person, man. Even musicals I, I had no care about, like Waitress. Like about a girl who's in like an abusive relationship. She's about to have a kid. She's hiding her pregnancy from her abusive boyfriend. Oh, my. Yeah, that's like the whole thing. Um, story, I wouldn't be like, oh, wow, this is you know something I want to see. But it was great. Great music. I know some of the songs. Riley plays the songs. You know? Hamilton's the, t- the, the cream of the crop, though. We don't know what we're doing next week. I think we do La La Land. Well, here's the problem, Ty, is I'm going to be out of town, so we're going to have to figure this out. Figure it out. Figure it out. We'll talk about it, and we'll we'll post it. Um, but I went through that same Hamilton kick when I saw it, you know, two years ago, however long ago it was. I told you I was Googling Alexander Hamilton, you know, was reading about him up to like three in the morning the night we saw it, and then we played the soundtrack the whole way home from San Diego. Um, it, it's just good music, man. I was listening. I actually did listen to some songs on the mixtape. I don't know if you listened to those. The songs on the mixtape? Yes, the mixtape is the, um, like the celeb, not celebrities, but the, uh, it's like actual singers. They sing the songs. So, like, Usher oh. did the story of tonight, which I think was the best one on the mixtape. Oh, I, I didn't think know that's that. the one he did. A lot of them weren't great. I didn't love them because they would change the instrumental a tad. Or, like, Wiz Khalifa has one, and he just, like, made his own verse. Um, and it just <laughs> sounds like a Wiz Khalifa song. Um, and then Jimmy Fallon got one of the King songs with the roots, which was whatever. Um, but I like the Usher one. I think I've just been listening to the original cast recordings, and it's fantastic. I think it's the story of tonight, the one that Usher did. Um, Kelly Clarkson's in it. Uh, Sia, Miguel, Usher. Short, wait for though. it. That's the one he got. Wait for it. Um, oh, okay. Let me play the Wiz Khalifa one for you, just real quick. It sounds like a Wiz Khalifa song. Can you even hear it? I, no, I don't know if you're playing it. I can't hear a single thing. Oh, it's my Discord settings. Never mind. <laughs> that was just like a half second of delay. <laughs> Everyone was confused. <laughs> he was just sitting there waiting for it to start, and it just never did. That's crazy how it didn't play. I have the setting on where it's like eliminates 
the background noise. I don't know if Typically I could... good for a podcast. Yeah, I don't know if I could turn that off while we're recording. Oh, gosh. Did anything happen? I don't That's know. fine. We'll just jump into the movie. So, Prisoners, Ty. Um, we are noted law-abiding citizen fans. Um, that was... I Riley told me, actually, the Pixar list was the first podcast I recommended law-abiding citizen to you. Um, I mean, it's a great pod, that episode. That's probably our greatest episode of all time, some would say. Minus behind Ross Stripling, which was re-uploaded on our new account within the line of sports. Go, do, go check it out. It's just the interview. And subscribe. And subscribe. Like the sports part. <laughs> um, um, I thought it was a movie, because it's a, a turn-your-brain-off movie to the fullest. And, uh, you know, you're kind of a movie snob here recently. So I didn't think you would like it, but we both love it, which is great. I, it just touched that perfect place in my heart, man. It's a fantastic movie. <laughs> and it's Riley says... Prisoners, go ahead. I was going to say, Prisoners, on the other hand, is not a turn-your-brain-off movie. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's it might have... Your brain's going, you're firing on all cylinders. It might have overflown your brain, so you just turned it off. <laughs> um, I blew a fuse. <laughs> Riley says Law Abiding Citizen is a dad movie, which is probably fair, but... Yeah. I'm going to be a dad one day, so... I'm just prepping. I'm prepping for it. So, Riley's been saying, though, that this movie is a better version of Law Abiding Citizen. Um, mm. Spoiler alert, obviously, moving forward. It's not. It's not the same movie at all. Um, it has the same underlying theme of a dad is mad at the justice system. Yep. But whereas Gerard Butler, like kills a guy with a spork in his jail cell and like rigs the prison to explode and everything. Um, what's his Blows name? Up all the cops cars. Yes. Hugh Jackman just tortures out and in just tortures a young boy. Um, but there are some graphic scenes in here, but, um, but law abiding citizen, you know, Gerard Butler, you know, his family gets killed and then he tortures the guy, which is kind of where it's similar a little bit with prisoners. And then he goes to jail and it's all about, you know, how him working the legal system, whatever. Whereas prisoners, um, their daughters go missing and it's pretty much this two and a half hour mystery suspense movie where they're searching for the daughters and it's kind of this tug of war between Hugh Jackman, the father and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, the uh, detective. Uh, there's a big, you know, the, the storyline of how they got captured, who captured whatever is women weaving throughout, you know, they keep you guessing at every turn, a completely different movie. Law abiding citizen very much is, we know this is not, like a great movie made you know what i mean like it but we're turn your brain off it's a dad movie whereas prisoners it's like we're trying to make people think yeah law-abiding citizen is a complete just entertainment yes movie um this isn't i think the thing is law-abiding citizens the beginning he like gets the guy who like got his family or whatever and tortures him yeah and then it turns in it's a revenge movie yeah it's him getting revenge on people this is not it this is him trying to figure shit out yeah. This is a mystery. It's not a revenge. It's not done yet. He's mm-hmm. figuring shit out along the way. Yeah. Um, Law-abiding citizen came out in 2009. Important to note, has a 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. Disgusting. I'm disgusted by that number. <laughs> Whereas Prisoners is all the way up at 81, which is just a shame. 87 audience for Prisoners, 75 for Law-abiding citizen. Uh, Prisoners came out on my birthday, 2013. Just want to throw that out, out there. Oh, this is your Wally. <laughs> well, I'm not as proud of it as uh, as you are, Wally. Um, I will say, Ty, I got this movie ruined for me from the get go before I even started. So Riley, because it's on her voodoo, that's how we watched it. I remember now. We go to turn it on, and 
I don't know if there's a start movie over button or if every time you click it, it's resume movie. But she oh, clicked no. resume movie. And the scene that it so happened to resume on was, spoiler alert, spoilers again. the daughter in the wheelchair talking to Jake Gyllenhaal. And oh, I, no. she didn't let it play, but she hit rewind right away. And I was like, oh, there's a girl in a wheelchair. Like, what the hell? So then when she went missing and they're like, oh, is she dead? Is she not dead? I'm like, no, she's not dead. I know she's alive. Uh, oh, that's tough. That's real tough because I thought for sure she was dead most of the movie. I knew the whole time. Every time there'd be like a suspense thing, I'd be like, damn, too bad I know she is already alive. Like, <laughs> You're like, oh, that's a bloody sock. Huh. Wonder if she scraped her leg. <laughs> that's why she's in a wheelchair. <laughs> so I don't blame Riley because she got mad at me when I blamed her, but I, I don't know. That's I got a, the movie that's a tough situation. Me. I will say she did ruin Shutter Island for me, so... That's such a fucking good movie. She ruined that for you? She ruined the twist. She told me what happens. Oh, dude. Yeah. I knew that movie existed, and then I watched Shutter Island, and I didn't know it was Shutter Island, and when the twist happens, <laughs> I was still blown away. I, like, I knew the movie with that premise existed. I didn't know it was that movie. It was, we were talking, this was years ago. We were talking, because I said I'd always wanted to see it, and she's like, oh, I love that movie, blah, blah, blah. She was like, you'll never guess the twist or whatever. And I, I was stupidly said the twist, you know, just, and she's like, Oh no, that's it. And I was like, Oh damn. <laughs> like <laughs> you should have just lied to me. That's fucked. And I've never seen it because I feel like it wouldn't be worth it knowing what's going to happen the entire time. I think it would be. All right. Maybe I should that's watch a very it. good movie. Better than prisoners. Let's discuss Jason. What'd you give it for plot slash story? <laughs> plot slash story tie. Let me let me dual tab this so I can look at your pretty face and look at my scale at the same time. Love it. Plot slash story. I gave it a fifteen out of twenty. Okay, um, I'm right there with you. I gave it a sixteen. I. It, it was it was a good suspense detective movie, um, and I guess this also kind of falls into key elements. This is one of those weird things where this movie is not a comedy. It's not. It's almost like plot and story and key elements kind of intermingle a lot. Um, but we'll talk yeah. about, I gave Key Elements a higher score, spoiler alert, um, but we'll talk about why. I just feel like with this movie, the reason I knocked it down from my Key Elements is there was a few parts in the movie where I was like, why didn't he do this? Or like, I felt like I was a better detective than Jake Gyllenhaal at points. Um, like, for example, when the guy snuck into the, the the house and stole the piece of clothing and they thought he jumped out the window, like... Why didn't the detective go see if there was at least footprints on the ground? I don't I don't understand that. Yep. Um, and then Definitely when he agree. does go check, there so happens he so happens to have dropped that sock perfectly right there. Um, I also was a little confused about how that boy goes missing and no one seems to give a shit. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, he follows the dad for a little bit because he's a person of interest, but like I think they would have cared a little bit more that this guy just went missing. Especially when uh, Hugh Jackman said like you know, he would fuck him up or whatever. And then he just happens to go missing as soon as like, I, I just, he attacks him as soon as he gets let go from their hold. Yeah. And then he just goes missing when he's a person of interest for this kid's like fucking, you know, disappearance. Like some shit's going on. That's fairly obvious. Um, how did he even know where he lived? They didn't ever explain that. At least I didn't catch it. Cause he goes up to the kid's house when he like, you know, captures him or whatever. Like, how did he know where that kid lived? I don't, I don't know. remember. I think they did explain that, but I don't remember. Um, and then also, like, there there was just some things. It, it did a good job of keeping you guessing, and I will say it is hard for movies to kind of surprise me because I'm always just trying to think of the twist because I like m- ruining movies for myself. Um, 
And it did a good job of not ruining it for me, but I just feel like it was so much. It's like, like I told you before the podcast, it almost felt like they worked backwards. Like they had this crazy ending in mind, how it would all tie together. And then we're trying to figure it out as they went along, how they could put certain points in the movie to make it tie together. Like in retrospect, you know, with the the girl whose son went missing 26 years ago, and it so happens to be that one kid, Alex, it was like, I get why you did that, you know, to tie the whole thing together, but it did just seem kind of like a throw it in there. And I don't know. I don't know if you're, you feel the same way as me. It was almost like you couldn't see the changes or the, like the twist happening because they were just out of fucking left field. Yeah. Yeah. There was no signs to see the twist happening. Cause it was just like, we're going to say this now. Yeah. Which I, it, again, I would be interested to rewatch it now knowing the entire story to see if there are more hints and clues. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's, I, I don't know. It was good. I don't want to, I don't want to shit on it. I think no, it was yeah. good. The, the twists were good. The story itself was a good story because it did keep me guessing, but it was very much intentionally trying to do that. And it wasn't as natural as maybe some other movies. Yeah. Who, they do it better. It can be done and it has been done better. Yeah, like I said, it just it felt like they had this big old end goal in mind, and they were working backwards instead of letting it happen organically. Um, which it's it's fine if that's what you're going to lean into. You know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. But I it, mean, it's got to be hard to write a movie where it feels like everything flows naturally when you're doing this. Yeah. So I think it's, it's good. It's very hard to do it good and effectively, and this it gets the job done. But it's not going to blow you away by any means. I don't. Yeah, and just random twists, too. Like, the one guy who was involved who was, like, stealing the clothing and then faking the murders, like... And snakes. Yeah. Just like, hey, snakes. Just, like, briefly explain that at the end, you know, <laughs> to tie it, to have something that tied it all together in some way um, at the yeah. end. Kind of like, oh, whatever. It was it was still, though, it was it was suspenseful. I didn't know what was going to happen. That's why I gave it a 15. That's still a good score. Yeah, 16, that's very good score still, but it could have been done better. Visuals and cinema- cinematography, Ty. What'd you give it? I gave it a fourteen. Okay, so did I. Um, it nothing was incredible, <laughs> but it had a the the color. What is it, the color palette? The color grading. It was like very dreadful and gloomy. Like this right movie. away, it, it was, was like really gray. You know, very gray and blue. Like um, some shots were good. Um, it, it didn't blow me away, but it did enough to where it, it looked good. Yeah, they had some shots that were interesting. Um, just some framing stuff I noticed in certain shots. Uh, they had one shot where it was like filmed from the back seat of the car. That was interesting. We've actually done a shot just like that in our uh, that movie trailer we made like two years ago. So yes, we did. They stole from us, even though that movie trailer was after this movie came out. Um, <laughs> the end scene when Jake Gyllenhaal is driving her to the hospital. Uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that wasn't. But that was another plot thing i was like why wouldn't you just call for backup like you just got shot in the head i guess you don't want to wait for them to come and then take her to the hospital but i don't know i, I personally i that probably would have called for backup to take her to the hospital <laughs> um I, I i could see that i think the whole point of that was she's gonna die if i don't do something right now. yeah fair enough and i thought the way they did that and like blurred everything in and out as he was driving i thought they were gonna get a fucking accident me too it was gonna be a miserable ending and that was yeah the ending was just gonna be they crashed yeah um, and just die and that's how they both die oh to circle back to plot and story another thing i like that ending the whistle blowing but it just ends with them not knowing if 
they got the dad or not. Totally saw that coming. This was a movie that was from like we're gonna have an ambigu ambiguit. We're gonna ambiguous. have it ambigu ambiguous. You say it wrong every time, and I always have to correct you that now I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have that kind of ending. So, like, when me and Ryan were watching it, like, the whistle blew, and I was like, and, end, and then it ended, like, right after. I was like, yep, see, knew that was going to happen. Yeah, um, for sure. Anyways, but back to the visuals. I don't remember there being – was there even music in this movie? If so, I didn't remember it, which is not a good thing. Um, No, no music, Um, but it was very much tone-setting sounds and – I think it was. Yeah, there's absolutely no music. It's just it's a very sad, fucked up story, and yeah. I think there was a lot of music that matched that. So there was music. I noise that matched <laughs> that. I guess you'd call it music. It's not like songs or anything. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was nothing incredible. It was yeah. just looked like a regular film movie. I'd probably give Law Abiding Citizen the same score, honestly. Yeah. No, I think yeah. Pretty similar in that aspect. Key elements, Ty. Which, in this case, what would you consider? I think the uh, the plot twist, the uh, the figuring out part of the story. Mm -hmm. Um, to an extent, the violence. Yeah. Uh, I gave it a seventeen. Jesus, Ty, I gave it a seventeen as well. <laughs> um, I gave it a slightly higher score because I feel like I knocked plot slash story down because I didn't like how they set up the plot twist and everything. But I do think it was intentional. And if that's intentional, that's considered a key element. So for what they were aiming for, you know, I think they did a good job. It was suspenseful. There definitely was, you know, not even thinking about just the plot twist, but certain scenes where, you know, you could feel the suspense building. I had to, there was times where I looked away because I thought there might have been like a jump scare and I, I hate jump scares. Um, so they did a really good job at that. Um, kind of like that uncomfortable, not to the same extent, but Joker, you know, that's like, yeah, I got the yeah. same kind of feeling. Um, like you're not enjoying watching what's on screen, but you still want to watch it. Yeah. And then just, and they, they did a good job of conveying the emotions in the movie. Just, you know, the, the wife, the, uh, Hugh Jackman's wife, you know, came pretty much like a pill addict and druggy not druggy yet alcoholic whatever um just fucking deep depression just laying in bed not wanting to do anything you didn't you didn't even go down to the police station with like to look at the pictures and shit like didn't want to get out of bed you felt bad for you know i mean i guess that's more character things but hugh jackman you know his emotional toll um the other the other parents you know just that whole like dreading feeling of the whole thing you know that that tenseness that made me not ever want to have a kid and <laughs> maybe that was the point yeah um oh, i have another thing about the plot but it's all right <laughs> i agree with everything he's saying i liked the uh the torture scenes mm -hmm. you fuck, um you sick they're fuck. very they were very full of emotion <laughs> and just like law-abiding citizen they had a very creative way to where he's like if i hit him again he's gonna die yeah so i'm gonna fucking force him in a box where he cannot sit down he's stuck standing and i'm just gonna scold him with burning hot water <laughs> pretty fucked up yeah um, I, I think, you know, along with all of the twists, like you said, the suspense, the scene where he's going through all the, the suitcases and stuff and there's snakes all over the room. Yeah. I didn't like that. I didn't like that one bit. <laughs> I don't mind snakes. So I wasn't like too giddy at that one. Um, just stuff like that. I, I think they did a fairly good job. Um, I don't know if it's under, if I would put it under this or the next, some of the acting wasn't great. 
That's I feel like that's for characters. You could save that. I well, okay. Well, I just wanted to bring something back up about the plot to circle back to the plot for the fifth time. I did not. I thought the motives were very weak. Um, it was like a war with God because they're I guess because their child died died of cancer. So the argument is they didn't you know they didn't believe in God after that and then whatever. I, when Riley has to explain to me after the movie what it was, and I'm still kind of like, well, that's kind of dumb. Like, I don't think that's great reasoning. Um, I think they, it could have been something as simple as their kid got captured, so they were trying to capture. You know, I don't know. I don't know. The religious yeah. tie into it was weird. I there thought. was it was the religious on that side, and then like there was multiple scenes of Hugh Jackman like praying and feeling defeated, and like it, it was very there was there a was lot a lot of religious undertones. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if the director of this who directed this dennis villanueva i don't know who that is never heard of him he oh he just made a very very good movie oh sicario is considered a very good movie um i think he did blade runner blade runner 49 yeah which i know that's very good he's I, actually he's a fairly well-known perspective all of his there. all of his movies are fresh so oh, he's doing dune dune like or a, doom yeah dune d-u-n-e it's like a sci-fi novel that they're adapting never heard of it anyways yeah there was a lot of religious undertones i didn't really re- realize that till brought it up right now characters yeah. ty what'd you give characters so this was hard for me i gave it a uh we're gonna drop down to a 16 i had a 17 i'm gonna drop that down to a 16 I have it at a 17. <laughs> okay, I'm going to drop down to 16. because There was multiple scenes in this where the acting... So the cast for this is incredible. Oh, yeah. Um, You have Hugh Jackman, Jack, Jake Gyllenhaal. Viola um, Davis. Viola Davis. What the fuck is that dude's name? I just Don Cheadle before Don Cheadle. <laughs> Not Don Cheadle. No, Don Cheadle before Don Cheadle in uh, the MCU. Yes. I just can't get his name now. I'm going to fucking lose my shit right now. We're not moving on. Terrence Howard. Thank you. Terrence Howard. The kid Um, from 13 Reasons Why. (laughs) Yes. And then also Paul Dano. Riley said she liked him. I didn't know who he was. He's uh, the Riddler in the upcoming Batman. He looks like a Riddler. What else is he in? He's the creepy kid. I don't know. I don't know what people know him for. Yeah, because Riley's oh, like, I really like him. He's in 12 Years a Slave. Okay. Um, Swiss Army Man, Little Sunshine Prisoners. Looper? I don't see any Cowboys and Aliens. I've seen that movie. Where the Wild Things Are. Maybe it's that. I oh. think Riley might like that movie. It seems like a movie Riley like. Little Miss Sunshine. Oh. Okja. I think this by the uh, Parasite dude. Bong Joon-ho, yeah. Isn't that? Oh. Very good cast. Is oh, what yeah. you getting at? Some of the acting scenes just did not feel good to me. They felt forced. I didn't. I didn't pick up on that as much. Um, I think the ending with the whistle and Jake Gyllenhaal looking like, <gasps> like that looks so fake to me. <laughs> um, there's another one. I hated. I, I guess this is part of like character development. I hated the fact that they were like, oh, you're you're you've never lost a case. Oh, you figured out all of your cases <laughs> as a detective. That's the dumbest, weakest plot thing I can think of. Where it's like, oh, he's perfect. He has to keep his perfect record. Like, why can't he just be a good detective? <laughs> yeah, I get. Yeah, and they uh, leaned into that too because he's kind of like a loner in the beginning. Um, 
you know, he's at, he's eating by himself. So he doesn't really have any motives besides that. And maybe it would have been more effective just to make him a family man. And he's thinking of his own kids or something like it could have been something and, like that. And like you were saying, he's not that good at his job for being perfect. <laughs> like a lot of things just kind of fell in his lap. Yeah. And he missed some very obvious other things. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, the final scene where he finds her, you know, drugging up, you know, the daughter. It's because the police chief tells him to go check on her to make sure she's okay because they just found Alex being tortured. It, was... it had nothing to do with the case for him wanting to go there. Yeah, and I guess some detective work would be like he saw the one guy sniffing the bear or whatever, so he, you know, chased him. But and he didn't. He wasn't the one that found the RV. He just got a call that the RV was found, and they didn't find sh- didn't find shit out of Alex. No, no, they didn't. Yeah, you're right, Ty. Jake Gyllenhaal was not a good detective in this at all. Like, what did he do he that also... was good detective work? Yeah, he also lost his shit in the interrogation room, and the guy killed himself because of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. I would argue he was a terrible detective. It would have been better if they said this was his first case, and <laughs> he just got too I attached. Very to much it. agree with that. Very much. That does, that would have made it so much better. First case, he's thrown into this, and he's you know a rookie detective, and he thinks of his old cousin that got kidnapped or something, and that could be like your motivation you know what i mean um there's ways they could have done it to make it better i i but 16 i do like you know the terrence howard and viola davis characters yeah um i thought hugh jackman was really good too who hugh jackman he was great he was very good he showed a lot of emotion um just pure frustration and anger and like a uh he was defeated at multiple points throughout this to where he he was going to do anything he could to figure like save his daughter and he just there was nothing he could do yeah um because at points he's you know praying so obviously like the religious undertones he's a religious man and he's pushed to his limit to where he nearly fucking kills this kid yeah <laughs> um i think he was incredible at jake gyllenhaal very i like jake gyllenhaal i didn't like him that much in this mm-hmm. um I, I don't 16 is a good score it just none of them blew me away i like I mean, besides him being a terrible detective, I, I liked. I think I just like Jake Gyllenhaal as an actor. So yeah, I do. I definitely do. Just you know, some of like the emotion he showed. Whatever. Um, what were you saying about Viola Davis and Terrence Howard before I interrupted you? You were saying something. Oh, about sorry. That. I, I think I liked their characters because it was very much like Terrence Howard goes along with it, and then he tells his wife, and like they go along with the torturing stuff, and then they kind of get to a point where it's like we we can't do this. Like we're, we're not going to be a part of it, and it was like that struggle where. They obviously want their daughter just as much as he did. Yeah. Um, but it was like that, the morality of it, where it was like they weren't going to do what he did. Yeah. I think what... He was like, you, you don't even know for sure that it's this kid. Like, there's yeah. still that internal struggle with their characters. I think what drove this movie in terms of um, characters, at least, is it goes back to the key elements, just that feeling of suspense, that emotion and everything. Uh, you can't accomplish that without good acting performances. And they obviously were good enough to you know, convey that, that emotion and that message across. So yeah, I guess Jake Gyllenhaal was a terrible detective now that we think about it, but (laughs) I don't know. I, I I thought the characters were really well. I thought this was a, an acting heavy movie. It wasn't something that was trying to blow you away with. I mean the plot too, obviously, but yeah, there's, if you don't do this right, you look, it's a movie that's like law abiding citizen, so if you have bad actors, this is a movie like Law Abiding Citizen where it's almost kind of like bad. Like 
I, I will never say Law Abiding Citizens like a critically acclaimed movie, but it 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 is what it is. It's trying to be that. Whereas this is trying to be serious. So if this came across like Law Abiding Citizen, it'd be like a huge failure because you know you could just it's those serious movies that try to be serious, but they're you know what I mean. They fail at attempting it. Yeah. So no, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, uh, Paul Dano, very creepy. His character as the kid. Yeah. And like the like oh they they didn't cry till I left. Yeah. And like just the little lines and shit he said, very creepy. Yeah. So that was another. They never like. And I guess it's okay was to it him? keep it open to interpretation. They never explained that. They showed like a brief. <laughs> going back to plot for the tenth time, they showed like a brief thing where they were like drugged and it was like finish this maze and we'll let you go. You know, because it's supposed to be a maze that's impo- impossible. Um, but like they didn't explain like did he because I guess she said at one point he just wanted to give him an RV ride. So did he take him to the house and she captured the kids? Is that yeah? Like w- was he bad? Did he literally torture him for nothing? Yeah, like did was he really not know? Did he really? not have a part in this was he taken advantage of by the lady and then you know i guess because the 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 black daughter was saying how you know you were there because she thought she relived it and she's like oh you were there was that supposed to be talking about how you know the dad was at the house talking to his mom i, I didn't really stand that i thought they were trying to say he might have kidnapped them at first if you know yeah, what i'm saying I it was confusing this was very confusing, and they did not do a good enough job explaining all of it. It was good, but there's still some kind of what the fuck. Yeah, I, I guess it, the 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 conception is that Alex was not meaning to kidnap these girls. He was just trying to like play with them or whatever, and then led them to the mom, and that's what led to you know everything that happened afterwards. The other guy, what was his role in this? She's just some crazy guy who caught wind of it and got caught in the crossfires like they didn't really explain if he was helping her at all you know what i mean so he had he had the map of like the the maze yeah so he was connected somehow but Um, the mom says in one scene she said i forgot about him until this came back around or something so i don't even know like you know what i mean uh yeah because that's what riley's like no he was helping her i was like right she just said I didn't. I forgot about him until you know this whole thing. Until I saw him in the newspaper again or whatever. So like, what was he just kind of having like Stockholm syndrome kind of deal and relating to these girls? Like, it, he more than anything with the plot, he seemed like he was just thrown in there to kind of lead away from the whole Alex. You know what I mean? Definitely. Um. He that guy though. Go ahead. No, no, continue. Well, I was just gonna say that guy in this movie looked like Vince. <laughs> I told Riley, I was like, this guy looks like Vince. And she's like, oh, he kind of does. This guy's kind of fucked. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, like, whatever our score is, this is definitely a first-time watching score. I yeah. think re-watching, we might be able to pick up on more um, now that we're looking for it. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to rewatch this. I don't either, which we'll get into enjoyment. What'd you give it for enjoyment? This feels low, but I gave it a 14. Um, what? I gave it a 15. Oh. <laughs> Very similar. Uh, I actually initially gave it a 14. Or I initially gave it a 15. Maybe it deserves a 15. I don't know. I gave it a 14 because I'm trying to base it off of other movies I've seen as well. 
uh, my 14 to 16, you know, enjoyment scale is would not go out of my way to watch again. So if this was on TV at a hotel room where my parents were watching it, maybe I'd sit in and watch bits and pieces of it. I don't know if I'd ever watch the whole thing. Would not go out of my way to watch again, but would watch again. So what I just said, and I would recommend it to someone who has not watched it. So like my dad, I think my dad would eat this kind of movie up. I would recommend it to him. Um, but I'm not actively trying to rewatch this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, same thing with me. Mine's enjoyable watch. You know, I I might watch it again, but I'm not gonna throw it back on. Yeah. Like if if it's on and like nothing else, I'm like I'll watch it. Like, I, but it it wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. No, yeah, it was not a, a bad movie. Not a bad movie. It just felt so. It was so long. I felt a little bored at points. Um, it felt like the plot moved a little bit too slow at points. Um, and again, it's just one of those thinking movies. So if you're into that and you want two and a half hours of just I mean, you've already heard all of this, so I'm assuming you've already seen it, or you're not going to be thinking as much because we spoiled it. Um, <laughs> that that's your kind of movie, but I maybe it's maybe it's the uh, Neanderthal in me, but I would I much prefer a movie like Law Abiding Citizen where it has that little bit of like thinking twist, but it's mostly just like this guy's a badass. This is kind of gory. It's a great movie. Yeah, um, Riley tried giving us a better movie, a better law-abiding citizen. She failed. <laughs> they are different movies, to be fair. I, but I'll tell you what, law-abiding citizen gets higher than a 15 on the enjoyment scale for me. I think so, too. I, that right now. I think with law-abiding citizen, it's just it has some of that thinking dynamic and some of that suspense, but it's more it's leaning into being more of an enjoyable movie, whereas Prisoners is leading, leaning more into being a think-about-this-movie. Thank you. Yeah, it's for the thinking man. But Law Abiding um, Citizen has some of that, you know? It, that's why it's such a great movie. It's got a little bit sprinkled in, um, plus a lot of action-y. Watch this fucking happen. Yeah. Um, I, Law Abiding Citizen, 26%. This movie. 81, I think it was. 81? What'd you give it as your final score? Um, I gotta recalculate this. Hold on. I never, well, I, I moved one of my scores down. 5, well, 14, 16, 22, 78? Does that sound right? Hold on. 5, 11, 14, 17, 77. 77? Yeah. <laughs> so we finished one point apart. So, um, I feel like part of the problem with us is we very much agree on a lot of movies. Yeah. <laughs> we did very little if to any talking about this beforehand and we just got it within one point <laughs> um I, I think the movie we disagree with the most on is probably stuber <laughs> yeah that's uh, probably close that or uh um, no there was just a movie i thought you rated in like the 80 and i wrote rated like low 70s what was maybe it king of staten island yeah i think that's what it was or even uh birds of prey we were a little bit different on but I think that's just because you overrated Birds of Prey. That's on the record. I, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Where does this fit on our movie scale, Ty? On our, our ranking? So, throwing it in on our ranking here. Uh, it comes in at 15th. Okay. Uh, just below. I, we're going to say. No, no, no. I apologize. It is tied with Rise of Skywalker with 77 and a half. Okay. Um, it is 13th. Tied for 13. So what's immediately before it and what's immediately below it? 
besides Rise of we Skywalker. Gave Hustlers a 78. That's probably fair. I enjoyed Hustlers more than this movie. Yes, uh, Rise of Skywalker tied with King of Staten Island, 76.5, just below this. Um, I don't hate that either. Probably fair, yeah. Um, And then it kind of drops off with Eurovision, Stuber, and then we have Good Boys and Uncut Gems above it. Which is weird, because I definitely enjoyed Eurovision more than I enjoyed this movie, but this movie was better well-made. Gotta give credit where credit's due. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Again, not a bad movie. Very enjoyable good plot well i wouldn't say very enjoyable a good thinking man's movie yeah um just it missed out on a lot of things that it could have made it much much better final verdict is it better than law-abiding citizen uh i'm gonna tell you right now chief that ain't it <laughs> we need to do a law-abiding citizen scale that way we can compare it watch it get a lower score <laughs> there's no way it does i'm, I'm sorry law-abiding citizen is a criminally underrated movie Good pun. I'll there. stand by that to the day I die. Good pun. Criminally. Hey. Hey yo. <laughs> you got anything else, Ty? I don't. This is good. Uh maybe maybe La La Land next week we're gonna discuss. We'll uh maybe I, we'll post or something. I don't even know if we're gonna do a pod. I'm gonna be in no, Utah. No, we're gonna figure it out, Jay. You might have to come take a mic equipment and figure record on your end somehow. That's fine. We're gonna figure it out. Or am I gonna take the mic equipment with me to Utah? Either way, it's probably going to sound similar to this episode because we're probably going to have to do Discord. Yeah. We're going to figure it out. Or matter. I take my mic. You come take a mic, bring it to your house, and we both have mics, but we're just in separate locations. No mixing board for one of us. That's an issue. I, no well, plug it in. You could plug this mic straight into the computer, I think. Nope. No, it's an XLR mic. Never mind. We buy another mixing board. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll put it in the order. Hopefully it comes in time. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaning towards La La Land for our next review. <sighs> we'll discuss. Is there any new movies coming out? If I there's ever so. a new, a notable new movie, that has to take precedence. So. Yeah, of course. But if not, we figure out other movies, throw it back. We'll talk about it. We'll put it on Twitter, what movie we're going to review. That way people can actually watch it beforehand. Yep. Prisoners, though, 13th on our movie scale out of uh, 18 movies to this point. Um, middle of the pack. Give it a Fair. watch. I, I, would, I would say give it a watch. Yes. Get a solid C. Yeah. Fair. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.